God finds something nice to say about all the churches except this church here in Revelation chapter number three. And it's the church of Laodicea. Revelation chapter number three, look what the Bible says, verse number 14. Well, verse number 13 will start off. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, beginning of the creation of God. I knew thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot, so then because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and, and am increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable, and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. Thou mayest be rich in white raiment. Thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes. With eye salve, thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him, and he with me. Let's stop right there and pray before we get into the text. God, help me give the truth of your word in a clear, understandable way so that all of us and get some help this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Revelation 3, these verses that we read, this church of the Laodiceans is in a predicament. One of the main things they suffer from, and what I don't want us to suffer from, but what I see church culturally suffering from is a term called apathy. The church has become apathetic and that's what the laodicean church pictures excitement it's not there emotion it doesn't exist he says a few times cold nor hot he's man you guys are just lukewarm <laughs> the true church of god is interested in spiritual things they're concerned about the spiritual health of not only themselves and their people and their community and that the uttermost parts of the earth are concerned about souls. But the apathetic Christian says, eh, no interest to in me. Your heart gets stirred. You get moved by what you see happening in America. The apathetic Christian, it don't move them. It don't move. Them. It's as if nothing is going on in their world. Unfortunately, Self-sufficiency is becoming America's downfall. They can do everything on their own. God bless America basically means thank you, God, for giving us all of this wealth and all of this prosperity. Um, but we don't really need you right now, God. But God bless America. That's the apathetic Christian. That's the apathetic church. All over America, there's false beliefs that say things like this or think thoughts like this. Well, Lord, we're just so spiritual that you've decided to bless us. 
And we've got everything we need, so we're good right now, God. And unfortunately, as American wealth increases, giving to local churches decreases. Serving within local churches decreases. And hearts that were once willing to sacrifice it all are now unwilling. Because we have everything that we think we need. As an American culture, as a so-called American Christian culture. Look at verse number Let's look at the uh, verse number uh, 15. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. You know what God's saying? Pick a temperature. I'd rather you just be cold. Pick a temperature. I'd rather you just be hot. But they're not. He wishes they were. He's got something to deal with. It's, it's as if he's saying. So then, verse number 16, because thou art lukewarm. What does lukewarm mean? It means you don't pick a temperature. You're not going to say you're cold. You're not going to say you're hot. You know what? I'm not on fire for God, and I'm not cold against God. I'm just going to be right in the middle. God says, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Spiritual apathy God has nothing positive to say about it at all. Matter of fact, he says, it just makes me want to vomit. That's the predicament we're in as a culture. Living in the church of Laodicea. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 15, the way of the slothful man is a hedge of thorns. Apathy turns people into slothful men and slothful women. Uh, and it says in Proverbs, it pictures is as a hedge of thorns. The apathetic man, the apathetic woman, the person that's slothful, they always have an imaginary difficulty. <laughs> There's always an imaginary objection. There's always a hedge of thorns because they'll just create one. And that mindset is lukewarmness. That is a developed mindset to cause hindrance. I'm not going to be hot. I'm not going to be cold. I'm just going to be lukewarm. Unfortunately, I mean, you think about some of these churches that have I mean, they're bringing in 1,000, 2,000, I mean, 3,000 people. Uh, I'm thinking of one back in New Jersey. It was at one time on the top 50th list. 5,000 people on a Sunday. I mean, that's a crowd to preach to. I'll tell you what, if we had 5,000 people, in my mind, the entire town would be completely 
evangelize, and if not, most of the people would be saved. You know why I say that? Is because a church like ours, we're not trying to be apathetic spectators. We are trying to be a church that has a heart to serve and has a heart to love. That's why we're out in the community. Believe me, I understand some can't be out in the community. That doesn't mean you're apathetic. That doesn't mean you don't have any interest in the things of God. But don't misunderstand, that's not where we're going. We need plenty, plenty of prayer warriors. We need plenty of uh, uh, Christian givers. The tracks cost money. The tent costs money. The registration fee to actually have a tent there costs money. Everybody can't go. Everybody can't be boots on the ground. And those that can't be boots on the ground, those are the ones that are given. Those are the ones that are praying. Those are the ones that have a behind-the-scenes love for the local church and for the community we're trying to serve. But once you get into the mindset of apathy, you're not hot, you're not cold, you're just going to be lukewarm. You're just indifferent. You can't, you can't be helped because you don't want help. I can't be helped because I don't want help. If you've ever had to deal with somebody in a work situation or family situation or any type of situation that involves an indifference, you get to a point where there's nothing you can do. Why? Because they don't want help. They like being lukewarm. You're almost better off mixing it up with somebody, you know, that's out in the world. You're witnessing to them. Man, that thing really starts to get mixed up. And, man, you know this guy's cold. He's showing his hand real clear. You're almost better off with that. Revelation 3, look at verse 17. The Bible says, because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Beautiful buildings. Have you ever really had either a book or you, uh, you know, looked online or you've driven through like an old town or an historical town? Or even come into a big town and you see these cathedrals or these churches or even some of these modern churches. And you just think to yourself, wow, so, so, somebody designed this. There were some people that put this up. It didn't just happen. There, I mean, there's a lot of money that goes into these buildings that are absolutely beautiful. You know, I've looked at the cost of cubes. I've looked at the cost of reupholstering cubes. And I think to myself, it really costs that much? <laughs> is, it, is it supposed to cost that much for people to sit comfortably? It's expensive. And that's just for people to sit. 
let alone five or 10 or 20,000 square foot of church or cathedral or beautiful, beautiful building. The, the craftsmanship and the art that goes along with that is second to none. A detail went into Solomon's temple. It was for the Lord. I'm not saying we shouldn't do things with excellence. I believe we should. What I'm saying is just because you see an ornate building, that's no guarantee you have a house filled with spiritual people. And the church of the Laodiceans is a perfect example of it. You ever have your kids play baseball or little league? Well, I I grew up doing that. My dad loved baseball. And, uh, he taught phys ed. He was a phys ed teacher when we grew up. Obviously, he's retired now, but has a love for sports and specifically had a love for baseball. And uh, you know, he played sports through high school and college, and never good enough to go to a high-level college or, or play pro, but he had a love for it, so he got involved in phys ed, and he was able to teach others um, what he loved to do. And uh, But he would help out as an assistant coach when we played Little League, and the positions would be given out. We've got nine players out on the field. and It was not uncommon when we were playing Little League. It was not uncommon for either my dad is the assistant coach or the head coach or the third base coach or the first base coach. It wasn't uncommon for them to yell out, Hey, wake up in left field. Go oh, shortstop. Pay attention. It wasn't uncommon because as a 10 year old, yo, you found the rock on the ground. You got your foot working on that rock and your mind just went somewhere else. And the next thing you know, you're in your spot. You're playing your part. You're playing your position, but you ain't there. <laughs> and so the coach has to give out a wake-up call. Yo, center field, fly ball coming your way. And sometimes the coaches would do that in practice. You know, they're hitting grounders, and all of a sudden they pick out the kid in the line that's not paying attention. Here it comes. You know, hits the kid in the chest. What's going on? It's for you to wake up, little Billy. Why? Because little Billy... He's in his position. He's playing shortstop or whatever it is. But that's all he's doing. That's all he's doing. And the problem we have in America is people are showing up. They know the position. They know they've got their assigned seat there. They know that two seats back is brother so-and-so and one pew over is sister such-and-such. And everybody's good at playing their part. That's the downfall of American Christianity. We don't want to be a church that just knows where our position is. Well, you know where left field is, great, you're there. You know where right field is, you're there. It has to be more than knowing our position. We had a call this last week, and 
the phone call was. Most of the phone calls that the church gets are somebody wants money. Somebody wants food. Rarely do we get a I have a question about the Bible and looking for a good Bible-believing church. Rarely do we get that. And I understand we don't have as much influence as some churches that have had decades of influence in the town. But most of the calls we get are along those lines. Hey, what can the church do for me? So when call says they want money, I said, well, what did your pastor say when you called him? Well, I don't have a pastor. Oh, well, what did your church family say when you called them? Oh, I don't have a church family. I said, well, if you want to come and visit us and consider contributing to our church, uh, not by money, just by being there and wanting to be with us and learn and get to know us, then we'd be glad to help provide for some carnal needs. But right now, we just take care of our, of our own. I think that's a biblical model. I think that's the way it ought to be. The people nowadays are in the habit expecting the church to be their government. You have someone that's been faithful to church for 50, 60 years, widower, widower, uh, Bible says we take care of them. That's who we take care of. We see a brother or sister in need, we're going to take care of you. But it's the carnal mind. It's this lukewarmness of it. It's no look. Look, it don't matter hill of beans to me what you say because I'm just going to call the next church. <laughs> I'm just looking for fifty bucks to stay at the motel eight. They're indifferent to anything you're doing. They could care less about you. It's just smile and die. So we get a call the other day. It says, well, y'all have special singers come to your church. I said, well, we have a Bible conference every year and typically have some special uh, singers come in. And every now and then, someone will sing a special. But for the most for the most part, our singing is special because we all open up a hymnal and sing congregational hymns. Would you like to come on out and visit us? <laughs> that was the best I had to kind of segue it into a visit. Uh, and no, no, I, I, I'm not interested in that. I'm, I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, there's some, there's some special singing groups I like to follow. And they were at this church and that church. And I'm just wondering if you're going to have them in. I said, uh, uh, I, I knew where it was going. No care or concern about any doctrine, about their spiritual health, about praying for the people here. Just, hey, do you got something for me? Where I can have a good time, listen to some inspirational stuff. No, just come on out. Now I already have a church. Oh. How do you, I didn't ask this, but I wanted to say, how do you think your pastor would feel if you're calling other churches to see if they have a singing group in so that you can skip church to come see the singing? I mean, how do you think that pastor would feel? 
People today have become just disconnected. It's a take it or leave. Hey, brother, if you got something better to offer, I'm there. Hey, sister, if you got something better to offer, I'm there. Like they don't. And, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, she goes to a church. I have to imagine that her pastor cares for her, prays for her, visits her when she's sick. Indifference. Not health. Revelation 3.18. Bible says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold. God presents himself as a merchant selling something. He's, he's a master at meeting people where they're at. But he's got eternal work. A gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment. That's what he says to buy of me. White rain. Uh, thou mayest be clothed, and shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. Hold your finger there. I just want to look at this verse in 1 Corinthians. Verse number, uh, chapter 1, verse 30. 1 Corinthians 1, uh, verse 30. First Corinthians 1, verse 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. This is the spiritual richness that we need. This is the spiritual righteousness that we need. And the Laodiceans, they're clothed with the best things money can buy. They sit in the, in the seats that the best money can buy, surrounded by a building that the best money can buy. And God says, you guys are poor. You got the best success, but you're about as blind as you can be. And God says, you want something that's worth something? You need to be clothed in my white raiment of pure righteousness. And then you can get Then you be. Go to John 9. Hold your finger in Revelation 3. John 9. John 9. Verse number 39. Uh, Revelation 3. You don't have to turn there. Let me just get the spot. You get your spot at John chapter number nine. Revelation three at the end, it, at the end of that verse 18 that we just read, it says, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. you got people that can see clearly. We'll see them all week at the fair. And it's almost like they don't walk into buildings. They don't walk into cars. They don't bump into other people. They can see clearly. But you almost want to take some spiritual eye salve and just pop it right on their eyes so they can see some spiritual truth. That's the idea here. 
the Laodicean church, because they're not hot or cold, they just, they're blunt. They can't see things. They can't see properly. And in John chapter 9, watch what it says in verse 39. And Jesus said, for judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees, which were with him, heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? And Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, ye should have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. In other words, Jesus is saying, Look, people think they can see, can't see. They can only see physical. They can't see spiritual truth. The Laodicean church, the church should know better. The church should be able to see. You need some eyes out, the word of God to help clear out the eyes. You may have eternal life if you're saved. You do have eternal life if you're saved. But we could be, even though we are born again children of God, we could be missing out on some real good spiritual blessings that God has for us here. Because we're lukewarm. That's the answer for revival in America. The church need the Laodicean church needs to see. How in the world. Do you get an artist called Flamey Grant on the top charts not of secular music of quote unquote so called Christian music how does that happen the Laodicean church is helping and that stuff has been moving in the church since the apostle Paul People can't see. They think. They think a preacher like me. Would be legalistic. If I say. No we're not having that in church. Just not doing it. They think people like you. Well you guys are just. Old. And outdated. And archaic. And you just. You just need to get with the times. They think your. Church members like you. Are the problem. And I'm not talking about the world. We would expect it from the world. I'm talking about so-called professing Christians. The whole thing's a hot mess. Look at Revelation 3.19. The Bible says, And many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Now, Jesus used a very absolute phrase. He said, I will speak. You. That's what's used in verse 16. He definitely will do that. Spew that Laodicean church out of his mouth. But be zealous, therefore, and repent. There will be some that will repent. There are some that will come out of that Laodicean church mindset and repent and get right. Aren't you glad our God always has an open door of grace policy? <laughs> 
Aren't you glad he's always got an open door of mercy and forgiveness available? You know, you may be thinking of somebody now, you know, in your family or on your community or uh, someone that you're friends with that has gone the way of the Laodicean church. Don't you know that God has an open door policy? Matter of fact, watch what he says. Behold, verse number 20, I stand at the door and knock. Now, before we get to Christ standing at the door and knocking, he says, I love. Yet, the few verses that we read was all about Jesus confronting what he didn't like about their sin. Because love confronts wrong. Love confronts sin. Our Lord's correction, chastening, and rebuke, and exhortation, all of that comes out of his heart of love for us, his church. That's why he corrects. That's why we should correct our kids, grandkids, going down the line. But he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. You notice his posture? He's not banging on the door. He's not kicking at the door. He didn't bring a few disciples and have a battering ram, and now he's trying to battering ram the door. No, he's standing as a perfect gentleman. He's standing there politely, knocking at the door. Y'all going to let me in? No, we're doing our thing, Lord. He'll come back and knock again. As a perfect gentleman. Why? Because he's waiting for the church on the inside to open the door so he can come on in and sup with them. So God can actually be in the work. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. Christ all across this world, all across America, all across our culture. He stands outside knocking. All his people have to do is let him in. He'll be in their place. Let's think about that this week. Let's